How are you doing? <sighs> I'm doing, I'm so tired, man. My English has, is at 60%. So we'll see how this goes. It's all right. <laughs> I'm so glad you did it again. <laughs> Show title. <laughs> Just so we can have a title. I've been looking back at our previous episodes our titles are really good. I feel like of all the things about this show, they're like, they're really solid. It's the titles. The titles are our legacy. <laughs> that, that would be another t- good title. Um, Let's see, which one is like your, your most recent, you know, your favorite out of the most recent ones? I think we just got Patitude. They're all so one. good. Yeah, Patitude was very clever. <laughs> I like look at us so I like Chance the Raptor <laughs> of oh yeah that was a good one that was fun <laughs> XAM so good I like how Chance the Raptor like it wasn't it was accidental you know yeah. it's not like one of us trying to be clever or funny right that was um, accidental title the opposite of acing too <laughs> just makes me laugh because <laughs> every time I like I look at it I'm like what is the opposite of acing <laughs> I forgot <laughs> again <laughs> Um, uh, make excessively sentimental. <laughs> I forget what what this was about, but there's some weird definition. Um, mm-hmm. what else? The flat wing. The flat wing. So iOS good. seven with was leggings. <laughs> Designer Spidey sense. Longer story, long. <laughs> United Shades of America. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was a fun one. I was complaining about shades. So How did you get good. it wrong? Um, anyway, this is so very meta. <laughs> we should move on. We should probably get started with the show. Everything you said is wrong or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the Benjamin Button of UI. <laughs> Jedi don't wear underwear. <laughs> uh, I don't remember that. Me either. Banning the Rays. Banning the rays was that like in was that it's a ray ban ray ban yeah right <laughs> I I have a beef with entrees so good ah. hey episode one twenty Kevin. Episode focus, Kevin. Focus. focus. <laughs> we made it. Can you believe? Episode one twenty. Wait, is this is this like a, a milestone somehow, or is it just because it's it looks round? Know, and it seems, neat it seems to me. Yeah, we have like one twenty, one twenty five, one fifty. I'm big on celebrations. Yeah, we should celebrate uh, all of our accomplishments, no matter how big or small they are. Uh yeah we made it. Um, cheers. Cheers. I don't have water with me. The one day <laughs> I don't have, I always have water with me. I'm not gonna jinx it. Should I should I go get some water? Well, if you're gonna go get water, I'm gonna go get a beer. <laughs> All right, I'll meet you in five. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> hey, here's the one thing that uh, I don't think listeners uh, ever. Uh, noticed uh, i hope they didn't um my my water bottle is what do i call it bobble you know it's those water bottles with a filter on it right that filters the water so you can just put, like tap water mm-hmm. and it'll filter it whatever right 
it's a it's it's a water bottle but it it makes the the weirdest noise after mm-hmm. it, you, you yeah you heard this one so yeah, i, I always edit this out because of course you don't want to hear this weird noise uh out of my water bottle but you know i think uh to celebrate episode 120 i'm gonna drink out of my water bottle and i'm gonna leave <laughs> the sound that it makes in so listeners can get the full some, experience. some real authentic uh, water bottle sounds <laughs> Yes. All right. There you go. Kevin is drinking beer. All right. Cheers. Anyway, we should get this started. Yes, yeah. um, so we do have a bit of follow-up. Um, actually, this follow-up was um, sent to us in time of the previous episode, but somehow we missed it and we didn't address it. All right. You know what? I'm not going to say uh, our, uh, this person's name because this, this listener sent us a DM on Twitter. So because of that, it's not necessarily public. So I don't know if this person wants us to say his name out loud. Um, so listener, you know who you are. So if you want to give, if you want to get a shout out, let us know, and we'll 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 unveil, you know, we'll <laughs> reveal your name in the next reveal episode. Reveal the so mystery. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so this person uh, wrote in to say that um, he does use Adobe XD. Uh, he's a freelance UX designer. Should say they. Okay, but we can have like a side conversation about they, because I've like totally adjusted to saying they whenever I don't know the gender. Um, mm-hmm. That's good. Ex- except, like, I can I can do that pretty well, like while writing, or if I like legit don't know. Um, it's way tr- I find it's way trickier when it's someone that I've met. Like, I typically like switch to kind of feel like I know the gender when I'm have had interactions with someone um which is like totally weird and i shouldn't be doing that um but i uh, recently invited like someone to speak uh, at the montreal design club and they use the pr- pronoun they and it was mm-hmm. so hard to actually use that in person hmm, um, interesting so it's like no matter how <laughs> how much like you you try it's always gonna like it's like years and years of habits of using gender yeah. pronouns and society um, society bias and all it's very hard yeah so anyways they i think is a big improvement and um one thing that's unfortunate is that the french language does not have that concept i don't mm-hmm. know about portuguese do you have that no i we don't have the Third person plural non gender name, if that even pronounced, if that makes sense. Correct. Yes. Yeah, we don't okay. have that either in French. Um, which is, I find like one of the ways that the English language is superior, in my opinion. Like that. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of interesting because I feel like the English language is not like the language that's, that's known for having, <laughs> uh, being the most no. descriptive. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm laughing because I'm I'm thinking of of a Simpsons quote that somehow, like, I haven't thought of this quote for years and years, but somehow for the past like week, it's been coming back and coming back. It's so funny. It's this character. uh, He's this. uh, I think he's like a Russian scientist or whatever, and so he's visiting the United States and like he's uh, admiring like the country and the language, and he says like, "Inflammable means flammable." Boy, what a country! And that's like it's just, 
<laughs> just, just to illustrate how silly uh, English is as a language. But <laughs> right. So, so know, just, the English yeah, language, it, I, in my opinion, is like very easy to learn. Uh, but typically mm-hmm. is looked down upon because it lacks so much like like detail. Um, and exactly. Look, I'm no language expert here. Okay, so um, if you're like an English major and like feel strongly about the English language, um, you, I mean, you can write us. I think I, I think that would be interesting. But um, like, I'm not pretending that I know this stuff for real. Uh, but it just like seems. Like from interacting with different people and knowing the English language and also knowing French, and um, it seems like the English language just has less sort of specificity in the words that they use, and typically that's looked at as like a bad thing. But in this case, like having this word, and I know it's not like exactly. it's it's a usage that's becoming more common. Uh, but in this case, that's actually a strength uh, that that abstraction yeah. of gender from that pronoun is super super nice um so good job english language <laughs> yeah, hopefully job. like i wonder do you think we could ever add the genderless pronouns to french and portuguese that is a great question um i'm gonna say not in the near future we <laughs> we in in portugal specifically so not portuguese as a language but like portuguese in portugal because differs from portuguese in brazil for example um uh, recently as in like in my lifetime <laughs> we had a revision on the language um mm-hmm. uh, i think this was like i was still in school I, like i i've been through the transition so i, I want to say like probably like 10 12 years ago something like that um we've been through this revision of the language um in where we updated it, like we modernized it. For in so in in right. some words, for example, we had silent uh, characters. Like you really didn't you didn't you didn't say that 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 uh, character in the, in the in the word or something. And we got rid of that. And in some aspects, actually, got, it, it we brought it closer to what Portuguese in Brazil uh, looks like. And so anyway, um, all around, like everything sounded fair and like just it's just an update in modernizing the language um uh, an analogous would be like something like you remember when way back like in time uh we didn't have the letter u it was just a v right and then we eventually created a new mm-hmm. variant on v and that would be u anyways something like that but uh the whole country took it very uh not so well <laughs> <laughs> like any change would be like no 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 that's not real portuguese that's not whatever this is not we we don't want to be lazy like let's anyway we I got feel like a lot that's of resistance. the only way to take that <sighs> no <laughs> um because we did also have like sort of a revision on french um and to be fair like it's not even like it's a very very minor thing like it's most of it if i remember correctly um was about changing the spelling of words um mm. and like correcting like with air quotes here like correcting weird spellings of words that don't make sense um but a lot of people myself included were like we worked really hard on learning the goddamn confusing way to write this word. No way I'm giving that up. <laughs> now now that I know it, like forget forget that. Um so yeah, I think that wow. is the only acceptable way to react. 
in this You're situation. obstructing progress, Kevin. <laughs> I know. Um, but to to be fair, though, like I I am in favor of change and progress in languages. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like we're a little bit too far on one side of just having them be static. Um, and yeah, I'd love to see language be like more evolutionary and like keep adding new words and, and stuff like that. Um, one thing that's happened, um, and I don't think it's necessarily officially, um, but I, I like listened to a few podcasts um, where they're kind of like more up to date on the, on these things, um, the podcast from here. And they, um, a lot of, a lot of the, um, sort of, uh, job names or role names, um, hmm. have been, um, maleified. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, so it's like a weird like specificity in French. I don't want to like dive too deep into it. Um, but it's been made to be closer with how you'd write it for a man. Um, and then mm. so in the last few years, people have been sort of going back and like m- feminizing <laughs> these titles. So, for example, like a teacher uh, would be. Uh, professor or whatever uh but they have been like trying to make them the like real quote-unquote feminine version so that it's less um kind of male-centric which is i think really good change um Mm. but also really hard to get used to like when when you're used to the other ways to say it so yeah very like language super interesting yeah but that was a tangent uh i'm so sorry (laughs) so we're saying back to follow-up uh this listener got in touch with us uh, to say that um they prefer adobe xd as a freelance and ux designer and front-end dev um because it's just it's just a uh, they they found that it was the most productive for quick prototypes with some realistic data in it some real data uh and like and also building all the constraints uh constraint based layouts uh, and symbols and, uh, and components and sketch and figma like that would take Way more time, uh, and also they they just give us their overall um, uh, take on all the different uh, tools, some of the, the the ones we covered, and uh, so and also the same listener uh, later on also got in touch with us to follow up on our conversation about uh, designing custom watch faces, and this is an interesting take because I I didn't really uh, had uh, any experience with this, but um, so they had uh, the Fitbit smart watch. Um, Apparently, like all of the the Fitbit smartwatches, apps, and and clock faces, uh, watch faces, I guess, they're all built with JavaScript and SVG uh, in a web based editor, and which which effectively like it makes it it's very easy to design and build custom watch faces and apps for the platform. But like even though it was super easy and accessible to do, uh, like all the <laughs> watch faces that people actually made were super ugly. Which is an interesting thing, you know. Once you open the floodgates, you get all kinds of crap. Um, so you get the gems and the gold mixed with all kinds of crap. Um, this is very interesting, and uh, I'm certainly that we would have uh, the same if Apple were to open up uh, Apple Watch. But just like they did with the App Store, right? So th- you have some kind of curation, you have some kind of, you know, approval process. Uh, but also like the App Store. The app store, uh, in terms of quality, if you compare it to other uh, app stores out there, like it, it's really good in terms of wh- what kind of apps you can get. But you know, most of it is crap. 
you just don't see it because they're really good at hiding all that. Um, but right. it's it's mostly crap. <laughs> um, so yeah, I one guess you thing have that's to interesting have... here is that watch faces are mostly about design. I mean, there is like some functionality element to it, but a lot of it is about how it looks. Like that's to me is almost like the primary function. Um, and, mm -hmm. and to some extent, like how it looks is also how it functions, right? Like, so is it easy to read the time, for example, uh, would be something yeah. that's like really related to how, how it looks. Um, so it is slightly different in that sense from an app where it's like an app can ha give you great functionality and, and be like really useful to you, but, but look not great or even look standard, you know, have the standard iOS components. Uh, whereas mm -hmm. with this face the, these watch faces it's like it's a bit trickier to tell like what is the standard ui and basically like you wouldn't create just a like a face just for the sake of creating a face like typically it's because you have this design idea um so but i feel like it would probably be closer to um and someone mentioned this i think on upgrade this week um but closer to the sticker store um, on iOS, mm -hmm. where it's like mostly about visuals, and That's there's also yeah. some very clear sort of problems with um, copyright infringement, uh, and they're dealing with it, <laughs> and yeah. it's fine. Well, are they um, really? Who's even making? Uh, yeah, like I think most of them get uh, taken down pretty quickly. Um, yeah, and so I don't know. Like there could be ways know. that people like are able to review them. Uh, one thing I'd, I actually would be scared of, though, as someone who would be interested in making uh, new watch faces, is the accidentally infringing on someone else's design. <laughs> I was like, there's, I mean, there's only so many ways that you could design a watch face, really, right? Like, <laughs> I feel like there's yeah. not that. I mean, you can combine a lot of different things, but I feel like some of the basics, like, okay, how are the hands designed? How are like the little like lines all around? I don't know what the watch term is to say that, but um, like there's only so many ways you can do that. So I feel like you might just design a thing on your own without trying to copy anyone and then just end up accidentally copying someone, uh, <clears throat> which is where I think it's it might be trickier. But who knows? I'm more interested in, in how can one add functionality to the watch face, you know, not not think not considering uh, complications on the uh, apple watch itself but uh like we when i saw that um i believe david smith uh taking where the i don't know if it was the face or like the little uh, the the oh, jesus i'm liking all the watch was like a little ring around had the different colors, right, right but like all where the little uh indicators are they would change color depending on the temperature which was like, oh, yeah, you can add functionality to the watch face in itself. So now I got me thinking, what kind of functionality can you add to a watch face in something that you, you can't really change on, you can't really do on a, on a, a dumb watch, <laughs> analog watch? Mm -hmm. um, like one could, <laughs> this is kind of silly, uh, but like it could detect, it could look into your calendar, see if you have any appointment, any meetings, and if you do, then uh, subtract like five minutes out of the time. So when you look, so you'll never be late. You know, you're always like five minutes ahead without knowing. Wait, but Something you can do that. That's, like that. that's a feature on the Apple Watch. What do you mean? Yeah, if you go in settings, 
Let me do that. I haven't looked you at it in a really long time. Dude. But I, I swear to God, I saw that as a setting. Oh, you can set the watch face ahead. Yeah, I can see that. Ahead or back, I, like, I thought. Oh, you can't. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, you, you can set it ahead. Yeah, which then makes you always early to things. Right. Which is what you want. But he will always right? show you, like, the time with whatever you want to add to it. It's oh, always that's not like what you X wanted? plus. No, like that's like if you have a meeting, uh, then do that. Like a couple of minutes. Oh, later. Like, okay. Oh, okay. you know, not right. always, because then you adjust to it. Like you, you forget. Like it's just oh, I always. Oh, okay. That's that's interesting. Yeah, so you don't. You're never late to a meeting. Whatever. I mean, the mm. rest doesn't matter. So, anywho. Um, okay, pretty good idea. But hey, uh, thanks, uh, listener. Uh, once again, let us know if if. Uh, you want you want us to, to give you a shout out, and uh, if so, we will on the next uh, episode. So before we move away from follow up, um, as we mentioned uh, on the last uh, episode, a listener Hoyle Wang, uh, he's a, a is it community manager? He works on the Adobe no, XD team. I believe product manager. Product manager. Um, yeah. He. So he he basically told us, hey, uh, keep an eye out for uh, Adobe Max. Uh, which which was uh, yesterday uh, at the time of this recording, and uh, turns out Adobe XD they shipped a bunch of cool new features. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Uh, I mean, we're not we're not going to cover uh, we're not going to talk about it right now in this show, but uh, I'm I'm really excited and uh, they have some really neat original ideas. Um, like they opened up for for plugins, which uh, then Mangto, our friend of the show, uh, Mangto uh, uh, was featured. It was so great to hear his name at Adobe Max. Um, Kwai Vin did a demo uh, with Adobe XD, and now they have like voice. You can build uh, like a, a voice assistant UI, like <laughs> mockups. I guess I don't know what you can call it, but like you can you can trigger <laughs> yeah. um, you can trigger prototypes via voice and have it talk back to you as well, like what you wanted to say and stuff, which was amazing and honestly like surprisingly ahead of its time. Like I, I wouldn't predict that our design tools would would cover designing for uh, for uh, virtual assistants. Um, like in 2018, you know, because it's still so niche, but not really. It's like, um, it was great to see that. It was super cool. Um, also, just, uh, uh, dang it, I, I said we're not going to talk about it. And we will. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> but um, I really, I became very intrigued with the fact that in Adobe XD, uh, if you have, like, if you select a layer, if you're working on something, um, on the layer list on the left, it only shows you the layers of that artboard. I think they're con- they're calling it contextual layer list or whatever, meaning you know if I'm working on layers in a artboard or frames or whatever the equivalent, uh, I'm not going to see all the other artboards uh, and layers in the same layer list panel thing. Uh, and I thought that was really neat. It, it looked very clean and very focused. Uh, and I, honestly, I wish I wish I I could I could have that. Do you have a screenshot of where you saw this? It was one of the features that they mentioned, I think. Okay, because I didn't watch, I didn't get time to watch the actual video, so I just looked at the blog post, uh, which I don't think included that stuff. That seems interesting. Uh, I wonder if mm-hmm. in practice it's more annoying than anything. Um, I don't know. I have to try it out. So hopefully we'll get to try Adobe XD at some point in the future. Um, 
again, I like I want to try it. I just don't really don't feel like installing all the Adobe stuff on my computer. Um, I I I really need is a burner computer uh, <laughs> to install all that. Software. Yeah, get that get that uh, Pixel so. Slate or whatever it's called. Yeah, I wanted to check that out in the store. Uh, they weren't out yet last time I checked this weekend. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully next time. But that it definitely sounds pretty interesting. Can you imagine? Like next episode, <laughs> I'm switching to the Pixel Slate <laughs> for everything and going to <laughs> Adobe XD. That would, that would be a good show. <laughs> that would make for an interesting show. Yes. <laughs> Who knows? Everything's possible. Hey, uh, for our main topic today, um, not sure how much time this will take, but this this came up uh, in conversation. Look at the time uh, on your podcast client, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> this came up in conversation uh, when we were recording recording last last week's show, uh, and we're like, oh, "Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Let's talk about it next week." And uh, here we are. Look at us. Um, <laughs> uh, we briefly mentioned um, how tricky and interesting and really something that we don't talk about a lot but the fact uh, that uh, some people uh, do traveling for work right and um, i think for people who don't travel for work this sounds amazing (laughs) they're like oh my god you're so lucky i would love it and it's amazing um but let me tell like i don't do a lot of traveling for work i think i travel i want to say like four times a year which is something it's considered you know it's 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 not nothing right. but you travel for long periods of time that's correct not not all the not time too. but but right. most of well i was gonna like half of the trips i, I take they're like long like I'm, I'm talking like two weeks minimum at a time so yes uh but for example uh we uh, you know a couple of weeks ago we were at amsterdam that was for work and there was just a couple of days um sometimes i go just i i have a um, like i'm speaking at a conference or something um you know that's always just a couple of days max. Um, so, I also read read a blog post by a friend of mine, uh, Sara Vieira. She's a developer uh, evangelist, I think. For oof, don't remember, but she's she's well known in the in the front end community and uh, especially in the React community as well. Um, I'm gonna put links in the show notes uh, to her, her profile in this blog post in where she effectively she she she's she talks about how how hard it is to always be traveling. And, and granted, Sara d- travels way more than any of us do, right? It's her job is to mm. to go to every like around the world and speak at conferences and meetups and like that's her job. She's constantly flying, uh, and she's effectively that blog post is going over some of the difficulties that that comes with it and how tiring it is, especially like if you're an introvert. Um, uh, like uh, yeah. she is, and like we are, uh, so that also makes things a bit more uh, tricky. And um, but at the end of the day, and this is one of the points that I I find more uh, interesting to talk about is the fact that if you complain about the fact that you have to travel for work, <laughs> if you even like complain a little bit, like oh I'm so tired, I can't like most people will think you're uh, you're just ingrateful you're like oh my god how can you complain about traveling mm-hmm. for work cuz you're so lucky um right and you know what i'm going to i'm going to bet that uh maybe most or a lot of people listening to this maybe traveling is not part of their you know uh 
their everyday life uh, <laughs> traveling for work. And so they also may be thinking that, like, oh, my God, really? How, how privileged are you that you're complaining about traffic for work? So with a scene set... Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, I feel like all these things can be true, though. Like, you can be really privileged that you get to travel for work and also have things <laughs> that you want to complain about. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think it's the case here. Uh, and yeah, I was, I was the same opinion, like before kind of getting to, to travel more for work. Um, I was like, this sounds amazing. Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, you get to go places for free. Like, this is fantastic. Yeah. This is great. And to be fair, for the most part, it is great. Like, it is fun to get to go to places. Um, mm-hmm. The only problem is that it's not always like going to the most exotic locations. <laughs> like, for example, tomorrow I'm going to Toronto. <laughs> like i've been to toronto like 20 times before like there's just one point that where it stops being crazy and fun and exciting and it just becomes like a long commute <laughs> um so but 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 there are things that at least i try to do to make it better for myself and um, kind of like things that i try to do whenever i travel for work um, that to me make a big difference and number one also applies like to any travel you do uh, but it's have a checklist i don't know, do you do this i don't okay it really interesting all right we can <laughs> we can talk about that because I'm, I'm very passionate I feel, I feel very strongly about the list um so the number one thing that annoys me about traveling in general is the packing like it's always like a moment like I never want to do it. I always put it out to the very last moment. I always always feel bad whenever I do it cuz I feel like I'm going to forget something. I'm like running around and like I, there's just like too many things to think about in a moment where I'm like thinking about all the things I need to do while I'm on that trip, especially when you're going for work, if you have to do like a presentation or if you have to do uh something or like meet the stakeholder, like you're kind of like maybe sometimes like working a little bit later um to kind of get ready for that um and there's like the stress that comes with traveling in general anyways um and i feel like the number one thing that's made that better uh for me is the checklist so what i do is i have a giant checklist with everything i could possibly need for when i travel um so i have like sort of the sort of bathroom like essential things uh so toothbrush like uh, like floss dental floss all these things like um and you want it to go like really like literally everything that you might bring um i also have like um things like don't forget your macbook charger don't forget your iphone charger don't forget your apple watch charger uh like i all list all of those as separate items um so it makes for a huge checklist uh but then whenever I get ready to go on a trip, I know I can pull this up and then just check one by one each item off the list. And if I follow through with the entire list, I know that I'm good. I have everything I should possibly need um, and I don't have to worry. So it's like it's like a huge um, sort of relief to not have to worry about all the things that you're not you're you're forgetting uh i also have like one section of my list that is right before charging um so something like you tend to forget um 
is like your iPhone charger. Like if you're like want to bring like a, you know, like a pajama or something or like a t-shirt that you put, um, you put on like before you're going to bed, like that you have that stuff. Cause like, you're probably going to be wearing it, uh, when you wake up in the morning. Um, so make sure that like you do bring that stuff. Um, and then, um, the key element to this creation of this list is one, you reuse the same list every time. And then two is that you will forget things <laughs> for sure. Um, even if you like the first time you create your list, um, you're going to think you have everything and then you're going to go, you're going to leave and you're going to realize, God damn it. I forgot an umbrella. Um, but then what you do is immediately when you're angry that you forgot a thing, you add it on the list immediately. <laughs> right then and there so that next time you don't ever forget about bringing an umbrella again um so i have that like right now it's on my list uh, so yeah huge fan of the travel template um you can do that if if you use things i use things as my to-do list uh and what i've done is i created a project um uh, set as like a someday project it was like a things kind of way of managing things. Um, and then that means it doesn't show up in any of your lists. It just like kind of is stashed on there. And then I just duplicate it every time I need it. Um, and then make that like an active project, either in the today view or schedule it for some time. Uh, and then I'm ready to go. Uh, I've heard of that list uh, before. <laughs> like uh, I think John Gruber is also a big fan of it. Um, I don't, I don't have that system for just, just for one reason is because I, I never had it and I never forgotten anything <laughs> and I know I'm just asking for it one day I will forget it. And I was like, ah, why didn't I have the list? Um, but it's just like, I have, I have a, a, a bag of, uh, spare chargers. So I have cables and chargers for everything. Yeah, that's huge too. Um, I also have in that same bag, and uh, it comes. It came with my my bigger carry on, my uh, way bag. It comes with a, like a travel kit, uh, meaning it has like adapters for every single like different outlet uh, in the world. So that also covers it. Um, and so, like, I have that in my backpack, and then the rest, like, I just I haven't forgotten anything yet. Uh, but I, I, you know, I don't know anyone who has the list and regretted it. So. You know, if you yeah, tend to, me, to forget things. To me, it's less about the make like not forgetting anything. It's about the fear that you're going to forget something. Right. That's fair. If you know yeah. what I mean. That is like, is that yeah, thing yeah. that's in my mind? Like when I'm here in Montreal, like, because on it, like, to be honest, if I'm somewhere and I'm missing a thing, most of the time you can go buy it. Right. Like, right. <laughs> it rarely is like a very dramatic problem but it's just that like having that thing in the back of your mind that's like am i forgetting something am i forgetting something that's the thing i want to eliminate with the list um and, i mean I uh, totally. touch... granted i i i said i'd never forgotten anything but every single time i leave home to travel i for the for the next like 40 minutes probably until i got <laughs> to the plane i'm like did i forget anything did i forget that right <laughs> I'd always have that. So I guess that list could eliminate that stress. Yeah. Um, so one thing I want to touch on again. So you mentioned you have a bag with spare chargers. I think that's amazing. Um, and <laughs> the reason is what? 
No, I think that's awesome oh, because I've <laughs> done that recently. And um, it's like, it's one of these things where it feels wasteful that you're going to buy a charger and you're just going to have it in a bag <laughs> for months on end um, and only use oh, it like here and there. I mean, but let granted, me tell you, I never, like, most of the things I have in that bag, I haven't bought like extra. It's just, you know, how many freaking lightning cables do i have in this home like <laughs> just too many not enough apple watch the chargers not enough <laughs> that's not true i have like in the, in the bag still like in the in the thing like i i keep my I, all my iphone boxes i probably have like 10 uh lightning cables somewhere there but anyway all most of uh, this stuff like it's just just extra stuff like i got a new apple watch so the old apple watch charger goes in the bag <laughs> you know right yeah yeah I mean, obviously, like, if you have older chargers, perfect. Um, in my case, I feel like I never have enough of these chargers. Uh, I just have, like, a few around the house and then, like, the ones that I actually use on a day-to-day basis. So, but I feel like even if you have to buy these uh, chargers, it's such a huge, like, quality of life improvement. Like, just trust me on this. It is worth it. Like, and the more I travel, the more I'm, like, maybe i could have like these like you know some of the like hair products or something like that like maybe i could have like travel ones that i just keep in the bag all the time so when i'm ready to go i just have everything i just pick up the bag and then that's it like i i think i'm like slowly working up to that point so having travel specific things definitely a win um huge improvement especially when it when it becomes a more regular thing in your life, right? Once you start yeah, traveling absolutely. more and more for, for, for work or for whatever, then you get these things in, in place. Like if you never travel ever, don't bother, you know, <laughs> coming up with like a spare bag of charges and cables. I mean, it wouldn't hurt, but you know, you don't have to, honestly. Um, so uh, another, another thing I want to, I want to talk to you because this is, is, is something that I still have to learn, like really learn. Um, I always plan to get some work done on the flight <laughs> on the plane i'm gonna tell you i don't think i have ever ever gotten some like gotten any work done on a plane even right. on the 16 hour flight to the west coast like i can't work on a plane yet i will always plan around it like oh yeah and then i'll i'll write this article on my <laughs> my flight back it has never happened can you no. can, do you do you get work done on a plane? Nope. I've just accepted this. <laughs> I don't do work on a plane. That's it. Like, <laughs> the only things I'm able to do is uh listen to podcasts, sleep, watch TV shows or movies and mm-hmm. read sometimes. But that's it. But yeah, I I just don't work on a plane. And play on my Switch. Yeah, and I feel like there's two things. Like one the either terrible or non-existent internet access is just like really makes things difficult um and then two i just always feel so self-conscious whenever i'm working and then there's someone staring at my screen like sitting right next to me i just i'm sorry but i can't um and you're just like too uncomfortable uncomfortable, honestly i am yeah yeah it's just so uncomfortable so one thing i'm curious i and i want to ask you um because i when i tend to travel i tend to travel for a short period of times uh for Mm -hmm. work um but you travel for like two to three weeks i think you said 
right? Uh, that's yeah. I I think the top like the maximum amount of time I stayed away was five weeks. Five weeks, right? So. <laughs> That's, that's a much. lot. So how is that like? Do you do you prefer traveling for the long periods of times so you kind of get to adjust to what the life is like? Or is it is just brutal because you're like miss your girlfriend being home and all that stuff? So just to offer a bit of context, I don't I don't plan to, to stay for long periods of time for every trip. Um this is only the case for when I go uh, back to San Francisco, um, yeah, and so there are a couple of reasons why I I, I try to stay for two to three weeks is ideal. Uh, but like I said, I stayed up to as much as five weeks at a time, which, by the way, is too, was too much. Uh, the reason why I, I try to plan around that is um, first, like the trip, <laughs> the actual flight is is terrible. Um, you get amazingly jet lagged. It's amazing how. Uh, you know, jet lag affects uh, people differently. Uh, I, I like it's brutal for me. Like I, <laughs> I'm done. I so and it takes a long time for me to 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 function uh, when traveling that far. So hmm. the fact that I stay for a long period of time actually makes me uh, like function and and act properly and like try to appreciate and take advantage of the time when I'm there. Because when I'm there, I try to I try to bond with you know co-workers i try to to plan all of my meetings and, and have face-to-face uh, uh you know conversations with everyone and try to work and collaborate more closely all the things that i can't do because i'm i'm working remotely so i try to like to pack as much as i can there and so for that i feel like a week is like the minimum like i want to make i want to get like at, at least a week right uh, a week's worth of of, of, of work and time and then the other aspect is because, is that I have a lot of friends in San Francisco and and I love that city and I have uh, not only a lot of friends that I want to catch up with I also have a lot of people that I want to meet uh, that I don't have a chance to uh, when I'm here. So I want to stay more time to be able to do all of that. Cuz if I stayed imagine for a, one single week and I try to be very productive and do all the things at work and try to meet every single one and try to catch up with friends and all I just, and be jet lagged. I can't, like, I can't do all of that. And so I feel like this week, like this trip was not very productive. Like I could have taken more out of it. Um, and that's why I try to, to cram, you know, to stay as long as I can. Um, of course, then if I'm not traveling with my girlfriend, I like, I, I miss her and I want to come back and you get all that, th- all that stuff. But so that's why I stay for a long period of time. Cause it's just, and this is only happens when I go to San Francisco. It's just I'm trying to make the best and the most out of that trip. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. No. That. That. Yeah, yeah. That's that's super interesting. Do you find that going for longer times sort of allows you to still get to see everyone, but kind of have like a more sort of manageable life <laughs> while you're there, and not like cramming everything in? being like super intense or no matter how long I stay for people I still feel like I could have done more um right. that's absolutely. good though yeah because then uh, like no yeah I guess like more you, I mean obviously like there's a million things you could possibly do so like one thing that I've learned is like don't try to do everything because like I would often get like so exhausted 
that mm-hmm. I'm not even enjoying like anything because like I'm like pushing myself to like always be around people, like always go to all the dinners, always do all the things. Um and I just mm-hmm. like stop being a person <laughs> basically. Like I stop working out, yeah. I stop eating healthy, I like just, you know, and more and more I've whenever I travel, like I still try to maintain a little bit of my like normal good habits. Um, whether that's like waking up a little bit earlier and like trying to like work out or, um, you know, like trying to not like, like get drunk every night because <laughs> it's like so easy when you're out and like entering your mm-hmm. time with people. Um, and, and just kind of like try to live life the way you would live it in your own city, just somewhere else. Um, cause the mm-hmm. truth is like when you're traveling for work, you're not really on vacation. Like you're still working. You're definitely not on vacation. Yeah. Right. So it's like, but it feels that way sometimes, you know, like it's, it's like, it can feel. I'm somewhere else. So my brain is like in vacation mode, but it's mm-hmm. like no brain. You're, you're in your normal <laughs> work mode. You're just, you just happen to be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that is true. And I know that even though we're, we're, a bit of introverts and we get really drained of all the social activity and like just being around people and talking to people and all. Um, it's completely like counterproductive because when you're traveling, you feel the need to, Hey, you know, take advantage of the fact that you're in a new city, meet people that you couldn't otherwise right. uh, visit all these places that you couldn't otherwise, uh, you know, do all of these activities, go to all these events. Cause who knows when, like, when's the next time you're going to be able to to do all this stuff? Uh, and so you're fighting, like, I'm completely drained, but I feel like I have to. I feel like I should, and, right. and you do. Uh, but like, even you know, even even uh, when we were in Amsterdam, um, oh yeah, like by the second day, uh, there were like a couple more activities and more parties. Guess what? I, I I needed to take a break, and that was like day two. Yeah. Um, and I was yeah, flying and back I powered I through. the next day. I was like, I was like really oh, I'm here. Like, I'm going to go anyways. Uh, yeah. But then the next few days, I think the last, like, when you left, like, after we went for brunch, um, like, Ryan and Linda were, like, wanting to do something. And I was just like, sorry, but I'm, like, I'm just going to be yeah. out for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to be, on, I need to be, like, on my own. Uh, and I just walked around the city and, like, visited like a couple museums and just like kind of chilled for a bit because yeah, um even, even that that's reset. the thing like in this trip i didn't even need to uh, see the city because i've been to amsterdam before so I've, I've done all the touristy things right even like imagine even if i had felt the need to like oh i should explore i should look at the city you know and, and right it's just it's just a lot uh yeah. especially for for me uh like that takes a toll and here's the one thing that i still don't um don't take into consideration when i'm planning trips is that any kind of trip no matter how long the trip is for if it's just a day or two if 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 you're taking the train or or flying um a trip is very disruptive in your work life yeah. like if i if i have you know a trip in the middle of the week let's say for like 2 3 days imagine they have to go to toronto or whatever it is um it's just like a day maybe of traveling that whole week gets you know disrupted you're you're 
like a couple of days before you you your productivity maybe goes down because now you have to think about packing and getting that list in order and all that and just and just anxiety and stress of thinking about the trip after you're we just mentioned you're probably going to get completely drained socially and like your energy levels so it takes a long time to readjust and get back into the flow and get back to your normal yeah. rhythm like it, it takes a lot so uh, like i was planning to go to san francisco around this time but like i'm so busy i couldn't take that toll even if it was just for a couple of days um and granted that was not the only reason but like any kind of trip can be very disruptive to your to your to your work so and it's it's something that i still haven't like I really still don't plan around it really, uh, but I really should because um, you know it's 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 obvious that it takes a toll on you. Yeah, no, absolutely, completely agree, and that's why um, I forget who was writing about this a little while ago now, but someone was saying like, here's why I charge for doing speaking engagements. Uh, <laughs> I think it might have been Jessica Hish, uh, but it's like, look. I'm I have my own business like for me to go to your your event is not one day (laughs) even if I'm doing the talk on just one day it's like at least three or four days that I cannot be doing my own work because I'm traveling and then I'm adjusting and I'm packing and I'm doing all these things and so Mm -hmm. I just can't like it just doesn't work (laughs) like I can't do that you know um so yeah dig that up do you think you can get that blog post? I would love to read that. I'll try to look for it. Um... I'll put a note here. At the end of the day, I don't. We don't want to sound ungrateful. Ungrateful. Uh, <laughs> it's still yeah, very like not. I'm very lucky that I can even uh, travel for work. I am completely honored that some people um, ask me to speak at their event. Um, it's still mind boggling that some people do that. Um, and so at the end of the day, I, uh, like I, 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 I want to do it and I feel very lucky that I am able to. Um, but of course, that doesn't take away from all the like challenges around it that we just mentioned. So. Uh, should we move to recommendations, dude? I don't think we have time for the side dishes. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. <laughs> what, if we, what if we tackle them quickly? Wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, What do you want to talk about? I don't have a ton of stuff to say about any of these anyways. Um, So let's let's do do, do a a lightning round. Let's do a lightning round thing on side dishes. A couple of things that happened or... uh, Yeah, happened this week. And uh, we're going to have our uh, 30 second hot take on (laughs) Uh, Photoshop on the iPad. That is really cool. I'm really excited about yeah, it. Yeah, at Adobe Max, uh, Adobe announced uh, and unveiled uh, a new version of Photoshop. Well, not a new, the real version of Photoshop. And they kept saying it, the real Photoshop. Uh, they were they found a way to deport uh, the existing code base or, or some of it, um, uh, Photoshop's code base, to the iPad. So it's not a stripped-down version. It's not the light version. It's not the Express version it's the real photoshop running on ipad with a tweaked custom ui of course you can just port the ui um and it's running and it's going to be it's going to be out uh sometime next year and also phil schiller was on stage that was fun um did you see he had like a shirt that said content aware phil Phil yeah it was a jacket that they they offered him yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> he didn't get the joke though. So funny. <laughs> really? Um so yeah, what do we think? Um I'm really excited about it uh because to me it's like one of the first real productivity apps that's not like a writing tool, you know, that's on the iPad. And I think that kind of stuff matters. They also have uh, released a um sort of a video editing app uh that seems pretty powerful. Yeah, uh, and that uh, YouTubers looked at that, but it's really. But I love seeing that kind of stuff. Like, I think that's the kind of software that should be coming to the iPad, and that so few companies like can even do because let's face it, like these things cost a lot of money to make, and it's hard to make money on the iPad. Um, so mm-hmm. the fact that like a big established company like Adobe can afford to spend the resources to do that on the iPad, I feel like is amazing. Is super cool and it's like one of the strengths that show that yeah like adobe still has something to bring to the table and there's they're using it wisely i feel in this point on this front and they're at the forefront of so many other tools so kudos to adobe looking forward to try it uh definitely seems like a good app um i like how they have like this kind of like button that's like a modifier button yeah, um, that's, in like that's the corner cool. where you can do like different things, um, some clever interaction patterns. I'm sure, like as I get to use it, I'm gonna get to like discover more. So really cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that modifier key is that type of innovation that I'm. It's just that type of stuff that that like makes me smile. Like that's what I want to see. That that's what's interesting and challenging and, and amazing to me. Uh, it's all those type of UI problems. Because, you know, Photoshop on the Mac or on any uh, computer, desktop computer, whatever, um, you can have a million type of, like a million icons in a toolbar. So if you want a different type of brush or different type of uh, whatever, just go ahead and click it. Also, if you don't want to click it, it would be even more productive. You have keyboard shortcuts at your disposal, right? With an iPad, uh, you don't have keyboard. Well, you can, but you can rely on it because some people don't have it always. Um, You can't show a million things on that screen because first you don't have that much uh screen uh and then even if you do you need big touch targets so you can touch you know you can be very small icons and stuff so it's it's an interesting challenge and that type of modifier key it's it's one way where you can i think they even showed it like if you want if you're using a brush and you want to go to you're going to switch to the eraser you have to do like tap to show the the toolbar and tap to whatever and tap to whatever right it's just a lot of tapping uh, and that's one way that they 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 kind of designed around that and solved for it. But it's that type of innovation that that I really want to see, and that makes me very yeah. excited. And having Photoshop on the iPad, it's like, it's 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 whether you use Photoshop or not, it's one of those tools that you need to have on Photoshop because we need to slowly chip away at this at, at this notion that the iPad, you know, you can't really do real stuff on it. And guess what? Yeah you can't do a lot yeah, exactly. of stuff currently on the iPad. It's not a, it's not a, like a, a myth. Like it's, it's, it's a hard truth. Um, but it's like right now, uh, the fact that you don't have all these professional, uh, complex, capable, powerful tools in the iPad, it's not because of like a weak hardware. An iPad pro nowadays has probably more processing power than most uh, laptops out there. Uh, most even like desktop out, uh, out there. So it's not a problem with hardware. It's not a problem with touch, really. Like that's just, you just need to design around it. It's a different thing. Sure, you can have 
the precision of a mouse in a cursor, but you can have a lot of more stuff. You can have multi-touch. You have, you have it's it's a trade-off. So that's not that can't be the reason. The reason is like it's not because a lot of people use it. There's not a lot of users that use it in a professional uh, world. There's also not a lot of money. But that happens because there's not enough offer. There's not enough apps that can allow people to do that. So it's like it's a it's a chicken and the egg problem yeah. that we need these tools, we need these apps on the iPad to make an iPad to make the iPad a, a viable uh, a tool for creators and whatever, so that we can have more apps on it. It's like it's it's a weird problem that having Adobe finally. Um, making this tremendous effort of porting this this application to the iPad that gives me hope that you know what we can we can do this. Yeah, absolutely. And one interesting thing tidbits is that uh Scott Belsky, who's the chief product officer at Adobe or something, uh he kind of mentioned something in an interview that maybe he shouldn't have. Uh, but it's like, oh yeah, we worked with Apple very closely on this. Um, we're super excited about the pencil, and it's gonna be uh, growing in importance on the iPad platform. Uh, it's like, hmm, what could that possibly mean? Um, so <laughs> maybe this is foreshadowing some some new like announcements from Apple, which we're obviously expecting in the fall. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe have like a new Apple pencil or something with new capabilities who knows um so that'd be really cool and i think it shows like how uh like having power user apps sort of pushes the the needs of the software and the platform so i'm Mm -hmm. i'm super happy that we now have that like kind of flagship ipad app that's made for the ipad that's great on the ipad and then that pushes things forward so yeah great stuff it's uh, like one thing we should say though it's it's not available yet it will be available oh, yeah in, i think i mentioned i believe it. 2019 that they've said yeah. so it's next year um so but, which can mean in three months or in a year right <laughs> hopefully not a year i i feel like this is an adobe estimate i think they're pretty like they want it to be like beginning of 2019, not an Apple yeah, estimate, which would be end of 2019. But if I had to bet, they'll probably open up a beta. Well, no, betas are hard to do on the iPad. They'll probably uh, release it around WWDC next year, maybe. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Um, okay, next thing I want to talk about really quickly. Um, have you seen this new website from Adidas? Yeah, it's crazy, man. What do you think about it? Paint us a word picture. Uh, a word picture. It's it's every trend and meme from the old days of the web. We're talking about like early nineties, late nineties uh, web. Um, all in the single web page. So you have all the <laughs> all the classic. You have you have a visitor counter. You have uh, gifts all over everything. You have the the weird uh, texture, like repeated uh, background uh, textures. Um, you have all types of of buttons, and you have comic sans. Um, <laughs> you have the very uh, strong shadows in text in body <laughs> text. Um, yeah, it's like an homage of the 90s uh, uh, in the web. Oh, my God. I just clicked. If you scroll down to the pics section and click on an image. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> there's like this like over the top also, image viewer. I like how the images these, in the like, thumbnails are stretched. Yeah. Like to fit uh, <laughs> in a container. Yeah. So full circle. Uh I mentioned uh previously my friend Sarah. Um mm-hmm. She made this website, which is very similar to this Adidas uh, one. Uh, this was a while back now. Uh, it's called Make Frontend Shit Again. Um, and if you visit <laughs> that, it's like it's it's kind of similar similar uh, styles, like all the oh wow, yeah, all the nineties uh, shit. <laughs> Geo Cities was dope. That's one of the slide. So uh, yeah, and even the cursor, the cursor changes. That's cool. <laughs> Pretty neat. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I think it works for for Adidas. I'm happy that they made this. Um, it's funny that this whole site is responsive. <laughs> even oh, I didn't even check for old that. Style. Um, and I think it totally fits the <laughs> shoes. To be honest, like it's kind of that same oh, I style. Even checked the, the shoes, right? <laughs> uh, of like, let's have these shoes that are kind of look like these old like dad shoes. But like, let's make them cool again. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's a perfect fit in in a lot of ways. So yeah, I don't know. Let's have fun again. <laughs> Why not? I I have to. I'd be so curious to see an interview with the person who designed this, though. Like, what was the process like? You know, like word art, animations, crazy stuff like that. It's, I don't it's, know. Uh, it's quite something. The animations on the shoes are great too. So, anyways, check that out. Links in the show notes. Classic. Um, all right, last thing you have here. I have zero things to say about this. Um, the new Palm smartphone Android thing. This is very weird. This is like a phone for your phone. So it's like a second phone that it's super small. It's like a it's like a baby version of the iPhone ten, I guess, because of the camera thing. Uh, it runs Android, like a very simple version of Android. You have like just the basic apps and stuff, like messaging, and you have some YouTube there in a the browser and stuff. But the point is, instead of you always checking your phone and and you get like you have a bunch of distractions and stuff in your phone, you carry this like auxiliary phone, I guess, for your phone. This is very weird. I don't get the point of this product. But uh, do you want to talk about it? I yeah, guess? I don't get it either. It notes. It's like a phone-shaped <laughs> Apple Watch, basically. Um, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. I think it's interesting because it's the best-looking Android phone. Do <laughs> you think? Uh, I feel like by no, far. No, dude, you can't. You've, have you seen that UI? It's, it's like Look at a how cute this Apple Watch thing is. honeycomb, yeah. but like a vertical scroll thing. I like it. It's so cute. I don't know. Like, I think it has. There's it something is cute, to it. but I would never use that. Oh, I wouldn't use it either, but I still think it looks great. Um, if they made like a full-on phone, I think they, I don't know, they, they're promising. Uh, but yeah, I just I just thought like, this is so strange and weird, but I kind of like that people are trying. Um, I have no idea who the <laughs> hell is the market for this. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Why not? Like, it's cool that uh, even at this stage of the smartphone, some people are trying to reinvent it in some ways. So, yeah, I don't know. I kind of want to give them kudos, even though I know, like, let's face it, they're totally not going to be successful. But, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I think this is an interesting little like weird phone. <laughs> There's something cool about it. Also, if you use this with an iPhone, you can't have iMessage and stuff. And it ha- it has this weird right. uh, Verizon feature where you can like have like a, a like a second phone number, but it's weird. I don't know. I don't even know if this would work with like my carrier. Anywho, yeah, I, I love I that talk this got this made. Like it's kind of impressive. <laughs> That they cut all the way to the to production, but um, this makes me really want a black and gold iPhone because, like, the back of this thing looks incredible. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about it. All right, let's go to recommendations before we go, as usual. Cool. Um, Kevin, you go first this time. I feel like I, I always go first. That's true. Um. Yeah, so my recommendation this week is a bit weird. Um, it's just this kind of, uh, I don't know, I guess you could call it like article. Um, so it's, well, I don't know. how would I you guess describe you call it? it article. It's kind of an article, um, huh? but also like a portfolio piece sort of. Um, so it's this a thing from Daniel Huang. Apologies for pronunciation. Uh, I didn't look this up before. <laughs> um, so uh, it's called the Leica Instant M. <laughs> so basically, um, Daniel is a an industrial uh, industrial designer uh, who worked on a lot of HP product, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. It's like, oh yeah, he's designed like a few laptops uh, that I've seen. <laughs> I've seen them in real life. Um, <laughs> Well, this is this is just like a personal project of his, uh, and he kind of tasked himself with designing a um, instant camera for Leica and see how it would look like. But I promise you, like I'm not gonna do it justice. Go see the images; like these look like legit product shots. Um, and he has like a nice little write up about like the ideas for how it works and with the sensor and everything, um, different sketches for how it looks and the experience of using it. It is just like the whole thing looks incredible. Um, And yeah, I just find that interesting. Like, I don't feel like we see those types of projects very often for, from industrial designers. Um, And this is, yeah, this is one of the first examples that I've seen. He even created like a, a sort of fake prototype uh, with that lens. And the results are, are great, obviously. Uh, one interesting detail is he chose to not go with the like famous red dot for Leica, um, but use this like beautiful script kind of logo. Um, it's, yeah, I love all the details about this. <laughs> like I would want to buy this, this product for sure. Um, so yeah, looks amazing. Go check it out. This is awesome. So did he manage to get a, a prototype working? So he has a prototype, but it's not the hardware design that you see. Right. It's, uh, oh, yeah, I got if you that, scroll but... down. So yeah, he does have a prototype with like the lens and hooking it up to like a, um, I forget which camera he hooked it up to, uh, but to like some kind of instant camera. So mix of the Leica lens and then the instant camera and then took some shots with it. Yeah, Instac SQ10. There we go. Awesome. Um, all right, for my recommendation, uh, I usually recommend new stuff that I that I 
came across or started using or watched or whatever. This one isn't. This is a, this is an app that I've been using for years now. Um, but uh, so the app is is uh, IA Writer, which is a very popular uh, writing app. Um, it's available for iOS, Mac, and I actually don't know if it's available for Windows, but uh, it's available for for iOS and Mac at least. Um, and it, it it always has been one of my favorite uh, writing apps. Um, so before I used AI Writer, AI no IA Writer, I, I was using Byword. Um, I, I always mess it up. By the way, I'm gonna say AI <laughs> uh, several times. Anyway, bear with me. Um, but so these writing apps always were always in, in a weird, um, spot for me. Cause like just for quick note taking, I would use notes or if I'm at my max for something like very, just, um, like something that I just want to type quickly and really, I don't care if I save it or not. Even sometimes I use text edit, uh, for that. Um, and then of course I use my text editor for like writing code and stuff. And then, Byword, uh, IA Writer, all the, I use for like long form um, writing. So uh, for like if I was writing a blog post or if I was writing a letter or whatever, whatever, then I would use these apps. Um, but then I even was using it less and less because a lot of that writing, I was starting using a Dropbox paper for that. Um, so I always loved and always had these apps, but I never really used it much. Um, but recently mm-hmm. I've started to change some of that, um, because like, even though I really like notes, uh, and I use it for a lot of stuff, there are two things that I still don't, I'm not a particular fan of. Um, one is like just how it looks. I think it looks gross yep. <laughs> in both the Mac and, and iOS. Um, yep. especially on the Mac, which is where I use it the most. Um, I think the typography and all looks weird and it doesn't look good. Uh, so that's number one. And number two is that it doesn't support Markdown. And honestly, I write in, like I think in Markdown and having to select text and pressing the, the, the keyboard shortcuts to so like set it as a title or a header or whatever that became old, uh, really fast. Um, so, so then I, I just, I wondered if I could use uh, IA writer as this more like casual note-taking app as well. Um, mm-hmm. And um, cause it saves like text files for you. You can, with a press of a button, you can even um, uh, copy uh, either like copy the contents as a marathon or you can even copy HTML directly. Um, you can preview it and all it has. A, if you're writing like long, uh, um, long form text, it has a bunch of cool features to like the text syntax, the text, if you're using a lot of uh, synonyms, if you're losing, if you're using a lot of adjectives and will maybe suggest you use less or whatever, like it has pretty uh, smart stuff to it. But so I, I, I tried to see if I could use this app as my just regular note-taking app. And um, there were two features that made that possible recently. Um, one is the addition of, of tags, which is very very uh, common feature but it took them a little while to to implement but the way they did yeah i think it's it's awesome it's kind of like uh it's very similar implementation to what bear did um and then and lastly like on ios one thing that i would uh, i was missing for because i was using notes was i wish i could like if i'm on safari i could just hit share and like add to notes right add to a new note or whatever and um, right 
I'm looking at like apartments in Amsterdam and stuff. I just want to add all of these links uh, and titles to 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 a note. And so um, they have a very comprehensive set of um, X callback URLs so options. So I have been slowly creating a bunch of shortcuts in iOS that can, for example, again, like try to replicate that functionality from notes. So if I'm on Safari page, I can say, you know, share, hit the shortcut, and it will either append to an existing note or create a new note with the title and the link and all that. And so slowly I've been, tr I've been managing to make their work and replace what notes was doing for me. And uh, I'm in a very good place right now, and uh, I'm using it more and more. All these shortcuts are not done yet. I'm still hacking away because shortcuts, they're still weird. Um, but I'm like, I'm a big fan. I fell in love again with this app. And uh, by the way, it looks great, by the way, as, as well. It looks amazing. So it's a joy to use. So uh, that's my yeah. recommendation. If you haven't tried uh, IA Rider, uh, give it a look. Give it a shot. Really cool. I've been wanting to get back into IA Writer. Um, but one thing I've been finding is like I've been spoiled by notes. <laughs> um, so, for example, like things that I want now out of a just general kind of like scratch bad, like just note taker is the ability to have images in line. Like, I really <laughs> like that in notes. And I really wish that IA Writer would add that. Um, so not impossible hopefully they will add it because like right now they do this like kind of screen like import thing you can like import the image but then you have to click over to the preview to see it it's just like fine yeah. but just not the same uh but otherwise like it's such a great app like especially on uh on dark mode on the mac man yes. this thing looks amazing this thing looks glorious um yeah really great app so now I'm trying something. I created a note with an image in line. And yes, while you're you know, editing the note, you just see the little thing. It's a little like path of the image. Uh, but if you have whatever they call it, I don't know if it's presentation mode or whatever. If, if you hit play, you can see the image in line. Yeah. So now I'm thinking if you try and, yeah. I wish you could, I wish you could like set the default when you open a note, especially on iOS. If you could default to oh, open it, it opens in the, the preview play. mode. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that could be a I'm good not idea. Sure if you can. Yeah, I'll see that. But, but that is a valid concern. That is a valid point. Uh, and, and granted, there's a lot of, uh, like, even just the, the, if you add a link, you had a little preview stuff. Um, uh, that, yeah. That's really nice to have in notes. Yeah. And also the same for, like, if you want to add, like, if, you, if you're imp uh, importing something for maps, you can see the little thumbnail of them of the location on a map and stuff there's a lot of good stuff um so it's not really it's not an easy switch but uh something to take in consideration yeah the hashtags are amazing too though cool i think we reached the end of the show dude <laughs> so we have. thanks so much for listening everyone who's still listening uh you're a trooper uh we love you uh, if you if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at LayoutFM. If you want to follow us individually, we are, uh, well, I am at Rafahari and Kevin is at Vernal Kick. You can follow us on Mastodon as well. We're also there. Uh, I'm at Rafa and Kevin is at Kevin at Mastodon.design. Uh, if you want an invite to, to join that Mastodon uh, design instance, ask one of us or anyone who's already in and we'll give you uh, an invite. Um, 
you can find uh, the links for every stuff, everything we mentioned in our show notes. And you can find that uh, on our website. That's layout.fm. That's also the place where you can find, uh, you know, links to every other episode and links to subscribe in our in your podcast of choice or whatever. Visit our website. Kevin designed that and built that. Uh, it looks amazing. And lastly, uh, we are part of the Spec Network. So if you're looking for more podcasts to listen to, uh, check them out. Uh, they're at uh, spec.fm on the webs. And uh, yeah, that's it. I'll see you next week. All right. Talk to you next week. Boom. Hey, Rafa, I have something I need to tell you. What? I bought a PS4. <sighs> Did you seriously... Hold on to that piece of information. This, oh my god, dude! How is this not the topic of this episode? <laughs> this is Plot the twist. after show. This is the after show. Wow! <laughs> I have so many questions. How did you manage to keep this a secret? When did so? All right, first question: When did you buy? I it? I don't know. Last week, oh um, god, when we recorded dude. this show. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yes. Um oof. was it the pro version? Yes. Okay. Good choice. Yeah. So I got the um, pro. I and it was funny. Like I went to the store and I was like a total noob. Like I because I feel like with most technology, I'm like a, a you know, the tech savvy person who like knows all the specs and all the things. But I went to the store. I legit had no idea what I wanted. Um I was, <laughs> I really asked the person, like, what's the difference? <laughs> like, do you have multiple sizes? Like, I don't know. Um, and so, yes. So I ended up buying the pro version. Um, and if listeners of the show will remember, uh, the game I really wanted to play was a Spider-Man game. Um, and so they had it in store. But I was like... Do I really want to deal with CDs? I was like, eh, I know the download's probably gonna like be pretty long, but I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with CDs. That's a good Who choice. Wow. That? Yes. So, so um, I just I just bought the the PS4. Um, one thing that sort of surprised me was like, wait a minute, that thing doesn't come with all of the VR stuff. <laughs> like that all comes separately. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I felt ripped, yeah. ripped off, but that's okay. It's like five hundred bucks for all the VR crap. Um, that would so be a big not box included? if you came with the all the VR stuff. Well, but isn't that the point of the pro? Anyway, um, I got no. over that. But I just so I just bought. I was like, look, I'm already like investing a lot of money in this system. Let me start with just the PS4 and then see if it's worth uh, getting the VR stuff later. Uh, so I just got the PS4 uh, on its own. Then I came here, um, tried to like set up my account and like had to deal with like a bunch of weird connection issues and then like tried to create my account. Um, and somehow my username has already been taken. Uh, but honestly, probably by me, (laughs) like past me. Um, but I don't know. I didn't like, I don't have old addresses, email addresses anymore. And I, so I just created a new one. Um, I don't even know what my username is anymore anyways, but, um, so I created that and then immediately went ahead and set up, uh, two-factor auth, uh, (laughs) because PlayStation Network, not the most secure. Um, Mm -hmm. 
And uh, yeah, I like I, one of the first things it did was like, you have to download the update for the PlayStation. I was like, oh, <laughs> great. There we go. Yeah. And I was also expecting that. Happy surprise. When I hit like go and do the update, it was already halfway through downloaded. Um, mm. So PlayStation was smart enough to start a download while I was setting everything up, uh, which was like nice. awesome, like delight, like great experience. I was like, perfect. And I had like maybe five minutes left to the download. So perfect. Um, so then that rebooted. Uh, then I was like, okay, perfect. Let's go to the store. Add my credit card, blah, blah, blah. Buy the game. Um, and then the game starts downloading. That thing is 50 gigabytes. Holy cow. <laughs> yes. Holy shit. I was like, I was like, sure. Like expecting it to be a big download. But I was like, my internet's pretty fast. Like it's probably going to take like five or 10 minutes. Uh, no, like it took like three hours to download yeah. this game. I, I think Red Dead Redemption is going to be close to 100 gigs. I think it's like oh, in the 90s lovely. or the 80s. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, so question, did it, did it do the thing where it's like, you know, it's like it's going to take three hours to complete the download, but it, you can start playing in like an hour or something. Did, did it do something like that? Hmm. No, not as, as far as I know, but I kind of okay. like turn off the TV after a while and just okay. let it. <laughs> Because um, some games, you know, it's such a it's such a big longer download that that they're smart enough to download first like the basic stuff to get you up and running, right. and like maybe like later missions you don't need to download that to start playing. So they do something like some clever stuff there, which is oh, that's cool. really cool. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, had I, I known that this was a thing, then maybe I would have looked for it, but. I didn't know, so I didn't. Um, so yeah, and then I started playing Spider Man. Wow! Okay, the graphics so... are incredible. Yes, <laughs> this uh, like, I, and I don't know if it's just like the normal state of video games today because I haven't played video games in such a long time. But man, like the way like the sun reflects on the buildings and the mo like kind of like a motion blur and wind effect, like while you're like kind of swirling around on your spider web like crazy crazy so good <laughs> it's very impressive i have a lot of questions i have i have so yeah, many go questions ahead. um go ahead okay so i'll i'll leave spider-man uh for later let's let's start with the with the system in itself um i'm really curious to to hear your thoughts on um because it's like this is a new brand, you know. It's a new uh, uh, hardware device. It's a new like mm-hmm. ecosystem, even. Um, so I want I want to ask you what was your what was your like uh, immediate reaction to the branding, the UI, the copy, the experience, like all that setup process. How did you feel even like now after you've been through all of it? How do you feel towards the 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 operating system and like the the so PlayStation I can start brand. with the hardware maybe. Sure. So like the hardware when I got it out of the box, um, I was honestly pretty happy about it. Like it's the hardware is very minimal. It has like the the cable is just like a straight up cable you plug into the wall. Like there's no like weird, you know, like sometimes brick. like you have these like big like bricks that are yeah. just gross. The in power my brick is inside like, the console. 
yeah, it was just like everything's inside, everything's nice. You just like plug this little thing in the little wall. Like there's it's one cable and one HDMI thing. Like that's it. Um, then don't buy the, the VR controller came. The, <laughs> the VR is gonna mess like, that up, but yeah. Somewhat charged. Like it was like very happy about it. The controller feels a little cheap. <laughs> like there's just something about it. That it feels like either too light or too like plasticky. Um, there's something about it that feels cheap. Um, but honestly, the hardware just like really solid. Um, then the software, I think the software has a lot of neat little touches. Like for example, pre-downloading my things for me, like that's super super nice. But it has so many options. Um, and I think if I remember like past consoles, um. Like, this is a nice evolution, I think, even over, like, what has been before. But I, I think they still, can still have, like, a way, a long ways to go. Um, there's so many menus, so many options, so many things. Like, while I'm setting it up, I'm basically, like, setting... I have to, like, agree to basically, like, a list of permissions for what the PlayStation is allowed to do in the sleep mode. And I was like, couldn't you just make, like, a decent choice for me here and not have me like review every single thing uh one by oh, one like that that seemed like it exposed so mu- so much of the internal details for how everything works to me and i was like i don't know i don't know how to make a, a good decision here um so i kind of left things off the default um the oh the text entry system was again mm. kind of clever uh and trying to be like nice to me but also maybe like over the top give, with giving me with options there was like three or four entry <laughs> methods for how you enter text um you have Which the thing one where you, you like ended up using i tried so i tried like just a standard kind of like moving your cursor around and i tried the mm-hmm. one where you like point your um controller like a wemo right. and then just click right um it's i can see why they gave people all the options because it didn't seem like there was one clear winner that seemed like oh that's clearly better but from like for someone who's into design and ui it was kind of interesting to play with this these interaction models um and i've been like i'm almost done reading creative selection so thinking a lot about (laughs) keyboards lately um Uh it's like pretty cool I feel like the biggest thing that they're doing that's really nice is compared to like an Apple TV remote, they have so many controls so they can like give you shortcuts. So like a shortcut mm-hmm. to um, go uppercase and like some a shortcut to like go to the next field and stuff like that. And that was really nice and just like seemed like a huge improvement over the Apple TV uh, text entry system. Because um, so, you just have yeah. so many buttons. In that freaking right, remote. they just have a ton of buttons. Control the remote, yeah. Um, the remote is amazing. Remote. Like the remote is amazing. Like I keep calling it remote. I don't know if it's a language or a controller thing, translation. Yeah, because it's a controller, right? Yeah, I think last yeah. last episode I was keep kept saying remote. So sorry, right, for right, everyone. Yeah, apologies. Too. Sorry, it's also <laughs> like uh, if you literally translate it from French, it would also be remote. yeah. Same, same. Um, it's, it's interesting, but yeah. Anyway, go ahead. It's fine. So. Um, yeah, so the controller is awesome. Um, it was like so. The one thing I was able to do while I was downloading my game was I and I, I apologize, I forget the name. There's like one thing that comes pre-installed on your PS4, 
Uh, it's kind of, I thought it was maybe like kind of a game, but it's more of a video tutorial kind of thing. Uh, and it shows you the different capabilities of the remote. Um, so that thing has speakers inside of it. It has yeah. like lights that can shine through in different ways. There's like different like vibration controls. Like there's just a lot that's packed on the in there. Um, and it was just like kind of a dis- delightful experience um, to have like these different effects, especially with that video. Like that video like worked really nicely off the with the remote. Um, and I haven't seen um spider-man take full advantage of it in my opinion like there's also a touchpad on the thing that you can like Mm kind of use your finger on um again like i think this is really cool and i'd I'd love to see like a the game actually take advantage of that uh but it seems like it didn't um yeah so moreover yeah ui also like just i have maybe like 32 messages on some kind of playstation messaging board thing that's a lot already it just like why like i I honestly like (laughs) that's the more like minimalist side of me that's just like why is there all this stuff i just want to play this one game um but i understand that it's made for maybe other people who use this maybe more mm-hmm. as a messaging tool but even then i feel like i don't see myself sitting there and just like tapping things away on this uh this so, controller for fun interesting that you touch on that because that's that's the one thing one of the things that i i really don't don't use and don't take uh full advantage of, of the potential of the ps4 because i think the playstation 4 was one of the first consoles to really embrace this uh like online gaming and uh streaming and all of that mm. uh, i'm gonna get uh emails from uh, i'm not saying that they were the first to embrace online gaming but like <laughs> uh with the ps4 out of this generation of consoles like they have um i believe they were one of the first to have a screenshot uh button on the controller so mm. when you're playing you can press a button take a screenshot you can press it again and you can customize um the controls like if it's a long press or a double tap or whatever but you can record like it's always recording i think up to 40 minutes of what you're doing so if you do like oh, if you do something amazing or like just you just you just fought this boss in spider-man or you just did this amazing stuff you can hit the button and record the the past like half hour you have a video of your recording that's amazing huh, and you can immediately like you can share it to youtube you, you can start streaming out of like the os Whoa. itself you can say stream to twitch right now and it's streaming if you have a Damn. camera attached it will use a camera it can have a little like um uh, overlay of your camera like, you have a, right, a right, chat right. all of that like built wow. into us which is yeah, pretty cool and so try that so yeah i would love i would love if you could stream uh <laughs> one day uh you playing spider-man that'd be cool so like, like it has all I've that and, like messaging is part of that right you can message people you can create um, oh, okay right. like i did when i was playing battlefront i would just create a little uh chat group uh invite some of my friends they would join in uh, like immediately have uh audio chat set up so we can start talking while we were playing this mm. so all that cool features um built right into the us so that's part of it Okay, really interesting. Uh, one thing I want to comment on is the style of the UI. Because hmm. that, f- that felt weird to me. It's like, I feel like PlayStation has awesome. just, like, such a strange style that doesn't feel like, what, like who it's trying to appeal to. 
like because I, I feel like the ui like the way it has like this like you know it's all like blue and this like wave it's like trying mm. to be this like really refined kind of like polished like calming even like there's sound mm-hmm. all the time i was like it's like blah, blah, blah. um and it just doesn't feel like what it should be for a game console like i don't know i was expecting something that's like more like bold like this has like uses like very light fonts and is very like airy and so i would have expected something that's more like you know bold in your face like intense like using like highly contrasting colors like more dramatic animations and this was like a lot more kind of i don't know it felt like more like uh natural like it was just like flo- like things flowing into one another it didn't um, scream gaming to you no yeah exactly and maybe that's a good thing like trying to mm-hmm. sort of appeal to different types of people but i also felt like even for me who like admittedly i'm not like a huge gamer um i felt like i was like bring it on you know <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm like i'm ready for this you know make this fun mm-hmm. like that's that's one thing that i think it doesn't have a ton is it doesn't feel fun like it feels very functional but it doesn't feel like it's it's actively making me want to play like it seems like all the fun is contained in the little apps thing mm-hmm. um and then the ui is like very like over the top like button down like straight to the point kind of thing that's very interesting i yeah i can't look at it without all the context that i have so for right. example for me ps4 is more of a it's a bit more informal casual um evolution on the ps3 UI, mm. which I think was even more like try to be a luxurious um, type of approach, um, which was a complete contrast of the PS2, if we just keep going back. So I have that right. evolution. Um, like I, I have all that baggage, all that context, so I can see, I perceive it differently. Um, mm. But it's very interesting to to hear someone who has who doesn't have that <laughs> context. Um that's that's very interesting, and honestly, I'm a bit disappointed in the current generation of consoles regarding overall UIs. Because, um, like Xbox, uh, granted, is I I never really use it a lot, uh, but just from what I see, it feels like it's getting more and more Windows-y, like the Metro type of style of tiles and all, hmm. uh, which also doesn't scream gaming to me. Um, right. And even Nintendo, Nintendo was always like crazy UI. Everything like it feels like popping out of a cartoon. All of that, right. um, and I mean the Wii menus and all. Like I couldn't, I could never figure that one out. But it was original and very like it, it would scream games and fun. Uh, but then on the Switch, it's just like a classic, you know, Android type of skin on top. Like the menus of the Switch are the least fun and inviting part of it. So it, I was a bit disappointed. You know what? Uh, Some, that, someone so. should do like a analysis of all the different gaming consoles and the differences in their menu ui that'd be that'd great be really I, th- I think charlie deets did something for the switch i believe right but like Not comparing sure. the different ones i think right. would be interesting like what what do they prioritize yeah. why like what is their feel and i agree with you like looking at a few of these like that i'm googling right now none of them feel fun <laughs> they just yeah. seem like very boring <laughs> I, think, one, I think that they the were switch trying... ui has a gray background you're right that the xbox looks like windows which is i like think especially no starting fun. with the ps3 in that generation 
uh, I think gaming consoles were actively trying to break free of the cons of, of the of the idea that gaming consoles are toys, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. they, they wanted to be taken more seriously. Um, and like the PS3, one of the big selling points of that of that console, uh, it had a lot of problems, but one of the big uh, selling points was that it was actually one of the best, if not the best, uh, Blu-ray player at the time. Yeah, so even people who didn't really want to get a console, that was like it was probably the cheapest and best Blu-ray player. So, and they even sold like a separate uh, actual remote, not a controller <laughs> remote to just navigate and use it just as a Blu-ray player. And so, I think starting in that generation, they wanted to, you know, not be perceived as a toy, but like a legit thing. This is a real, mm-hmm. you know, hardware device to put in your home. And show it, and, and, and you know, make it visible and all. So then they tried this more formal, luxurious, clean UI. So we're probably feeling some of that, the impact that that had. Yeah. So today. yeah, I, I think it's time for a rethink. Yeah, let's do it. But overall, <laughs> overall, like, pretty cool. I yeah, I every time there's like one of these little touches, I'm like, wow, like great attention to detail. This is awesome. So lots of delight, but in very subtle ways. So again, like I've, I feel bad, like kind of challenging the UI kind of principles because generally I like something that is like understated and like not beating you over the head with like, I'm a gaming platform and I'm like screaming fun. Um, but I think in this case, like the touches are super nice and a lot of it is like pretty polished, but I think it could use just like a bit more. Like, it seems like it's trying to be, like, your TV's UI, you know? Like, the TV UI is always, like, this kind of, like, weird, you know, like, have, like, background photos and weird shadows and gradients and yeah, things yeah. and just... but Heck, still, even like, the Apple be... TV's UI is more yeah, is, fun. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's... You hit it, like, on the head is, like... You can be clean and fun at the same time and use all these great, you know, like these games have incredible graphics. Like, why are you showing it to me in like little like square on the, the giant TV that I have? Like, make use of that, you know, and and make it, yeah, make it more interesting. Um, but overall, like, I'm I'm really happy about this PS4. I've only played Spider-Man so far. Um, so... I feel like I'm content with Spider-Man for now. Um, but I definitely am going to need some recommendations for the future. Um, and well, I'm you can go to layout.fm and check out yeah, past episodes. I know. There's, There's so a bunch much. of... <laughs> yeah, so many of them. So would you say, like, should I... Would you recommend that I get the VR thing? Not right now, honestly. Okay. Like, you have plenty of stuff to keep you entertained right now. Right. Um, that's what i've been feeling yeah like well, the, well, yeah, the one least, game that least... i like and i want to play on vr is super hot because i played when mm-hmm. i was at your place and like that game is like so frustrating but also so fun um yeah. super hot and astrobot uh last week yeah astrobot yeah you talked about it last it week really good. um that seemed yeah. interesting too but I was like five hundred um, bucks like for that on top of like five hundred bucks for the console yeah <laughs> yeah Especially uh, now, like don't 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 spend the money right now. And, but I feel like who when knows I'm tired if with Sony's Spider-Man. gonna release something for the Christmas. Oh, okay. Hmm. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, right. Yeah, well, I mean, and again, you still have 
a lot of uh titles to to play what would you say should be my next game after spider-man that is really hard because i I still don't know what kind of player you are what kind of games you like so i'm gonna like every time you you finish a game or you just get bored and you're ready to 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 try a new one ask me and and we'll slowly we're gonna i'm gonna you know recommend you games and then listen to your feedback Mm -hmm. and see how you like it and slowly i'm gonna be able to know what type of gamer you are and then hmm. but yeah honestly okay. honestly um i recommended recently not sure if it was last week or not but re- i recommend life is strange um that is a very different type of game from spider-man <laughs> uh it's like yeah. an indie so game. i looked at the trailer of this what like what how do you play this game because <laughs> it seemed like more of a movie <laughs> set with like that- yeah, no, that's characters. fair. It's not so. It's not necessarily a point and click. Like you, you do move the character around, um, but okay. it's like like you go near. Let's say you go near a desk, and then you're looking at the desk, and you can like move around and so like oh, interact with the computer, interact oh, with this like uh, notebook. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that, and then it has a lot of dialogue that you can. But like that's not the gameplay is not what's going to sell this game. Believe me, it's the story. Right, right. It's, it's, it's more about the story. It's the, right. It's a, yeah. It's it's the emotional toll that it takes on you. Like it's mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting game. Cool. Yeah. It's a very casual it game. Yeah. I don't. Should, I don't think it's trying. my type of game per se. Mm-hmm. Um, it might I like be. games that have maybe a bit more action, but uh, but I do appreciate games with story. Like I I. Mm-hmm. Don't I'm not really into just games that you're just like running around and shooting people all day. Like I, I like uh okay, so let me try to think of the games that I like. Um I like Metal Gear Solid. Um <laughs> that I used to play like long time ago. I'm sure there's probably a new one for that, right? That's the thing. The last one is Metal is Gear Solid five. Oh okay. came out of PS4. Um, I for, I forget which one I played last, but probably the ps3 version um like metal gear solid i like i used to play this is maybe like more of a like kids game but ratchet and clank yeah oh it's the same company that made spider-man oh sweet oh this is why i like it um yeah, yeah ratchet <laughs> yeah, and insomniac. clank great um insomniac what else oh um splinter cell oh that's a jam that's a really old one such a good game. Yeah, um, interesting. It, was, it had I like, pretty cool gameplay. I like the um, sort of James Bond movie uh, games. The like, I forget which one. Like, you know, the, do you remember? Did you play the James Bond games? Like I played some. Like, I don't know which. One. Are you talking about GoldenEye on the Nintendo sixty four? That's like the most. Maybe famous. I forget which console I played it on. But there was one where, like, you had, like, one character that had, like, a special trick that was, like, a hat. And you just, like, throw the hat and it'd kill the person immediately. Mario? Um, <laughs> no, it was not Mario. It Mario was Odyssey, the, is, Odyssey is like that. No, 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 no. It was, no, no, no. It, it was a James Bond game. But you could, could get multiple Throw a hat? Yeah. James I'm, Bond throws me. a hat? I'm, it's not James Bond. It was uh, some other character they could get. Oh. I don't, uh, I don't, this doesn't ring a bell. Right. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll try to ask my brother. Maybe he remembers. Okay. But, <laughs> right. um, what other games do I like? I feel like that's it for now. All right. So, well, 
try to to see uh, ask your brother because now I'm interested in that game. Um, and okay. I'm sure I still have a bunch of stuff that I still want to ask you. But let's let's leave that for next week because uh, and let's see how Spider Man goes. Cool, awesome. Actually, I'm I'm gonna jump back in because uh, I think it's tomorrow or this week. Um, they're releasing a new update, and one of the things that they're 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 adding is the new game plus uh, mode, which is hmm. it's pretty standard and common with recent games. It's, it's a mode in where you can start a new game, um, but you get to keep all of your uh, items, all of your uh, gadgets, and all of your suits. Like you keep everything, all of your inventory, uh, oh, but you get okay, to cool. start the story from scratch, which is pretty cool um nice so i'm probably gonna jump back in and also the dlc the first dlc um mm. with black cat is is gonna Ooh. is gonna come out soon sweet oh also add me add me to the playstation uh, thing add me as a friend i am uh it's uh my first cool. and last name i'll Rafael try to figure out how to do that 